Good afternoon and thank you for joining us again for another encounter with God. I'm glad to be coming to you with the word of God and I pray that as we share this message from God together, you will be encouraged and that the Spirit of God will take you to another height of your walk with Him. Now, we have been going through the book of Daniel and this will be my last uh, sermon uh, series that I'm going to be uh, presenting to, excuse me, to you from the book of Daniel. Um, a lot has uh, been learned about Daniel and how God um, allowed him and other uh, people of God to be taken to Israel, I mean to be taken to Babylon as um, slaves um, and how his life was transformed and how Daniel's life also affected everybody that came to know him, including all the three uh, powerful kings that he served under. We learned that whenever Daniel passed the test, God also promoted him. We've learned how he was able to pass various tests at different times and went through uh, a victorious life that um, is worth emulating. So today I want to try to sum up, maybe today and next week, um, um, how Daniel's book and his life seems to have come to an end and I'm going to be looking specifically at the uh, trying times, the testing times that Daniel found himself um, during the last stages of his life. Um, we are looking, going to look at Daniel chapter 9 and mainly focus on Daniel's prayer life and hopefully that will encourage us in our prayer life as well as children of God, I know that personally that is one of the main areas that the devil tries and tempts me to try to make sure that I don't focus on communicating with God effectively um, as much as I should. And you may be going through that same situation um, of really um, being attacked by the enemy, not even feeling that you need to even talk to God sometimes. I'm hoping that this will help both of us to be able to grow and understand the mind of God in these very important areas of our life. So I'm going to be looking at how we can pray during challenging times. When times of crisis come in our life, how can we pray? We have different uh, uh, challenges in life and each time has to be accompanied with a specific way that we communicate with God. God is always willing and ready to listen to us whenever we talk to him, whenever we pray and call upon him. He's always ready and willing to um, answer our prayers. So as we look at this particular chapter and how Daniel prayed, just specifically think about how can I pray when the trying times come? When the times of crisis arise in my life, how can I learn from Daniel and also emulate this kind of prayer and pray effectively and God will answer me? God does not answer every prayer. There are some prayers that do not even get close because of the way that we present, the state that we find ourselves in uh, before, uh, during the time of prayer. And um, this chapter tells us a lot about Daniel. Now, he was now about 85 years old and he was called back again into work from retirement. King Darius had realized that he needed him. He wanted to do something in Daniel's life 
and wanted to um, embrace uh, Daniel um, and use him to continue to do his work. So Daniel finds himself in a situation where he is now serving a king in his old age and then he realizes that, yes, you know what? I am in retirement. He begins to yearn and long for going back to Israel and, and probably live the rest of his life there. And at the same time during um, when he was really in under this kind of crisis, Daniel was also studying the scriptures. And so in this chapter, you realize that this the study of the scriptures prompted Daniel to make this prayer. And I want to pause and ask you, how is your prayer life? How is your daily communication with God? How is your relationship with God in the whole aspect of prayer? Are you talking to him effectively? Is he somebody that you are calling upon during the times of your crisis? Let me remind us again that Daniel was at a time of crisis. He was now in his 80s. He was reading the book of Jeremiah and, and studying the, 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 the scriptures and studying the prophecies of Jeremiah and how Jeremiah had prophesied specifically that the, uh, the, the people of Israel will be taken to slavery and they will live there for 70 years. And after the 70 years, God says he will bring them back um, to their homeland. And whilst Daniel was reading the scriptures, he was prompted also to recognize and realize that despite all the fact that God had given the people of Israel to their very enemies to be taken uh, as slaves, he has still not seen any repentance. He has still not seen any changes. He has seen only uh, not seen, he has since not seen any turn away from the life that prompted them to be taken captive into Israel anyway. So he began to, to, to really um, uh, groan and mourn and, and was sad and was really frustrated. And you could see that coming through this uh, chapter um, when he began now to pour out his heart to God because he yearned to go back um, to, to, to his homeland. And, and I want to challenge us. Sometimes we need to come as believers to that point of praying that prayer that will enable us to go back to our first love, to go back home, to be where God wants us to be, to take the place where God wants us to be, to be able to take a stand for Jesus, no matter what the circumstances will be, that we will be able to desire to be in the place where God wants us to be. Daniel stood and he prayed this prayer in the time of challenges and in a crisis uh, situation. And that is what I want us to learn from. Let's pick it up from Daniel chapter 9, um, from verses 1 and uh, through to um, uh, verse uh, 11 today. And then we will pick it up again um, in our next uh, sermon. In the first year of Darius, son of Xerxes, who was uh, made ruler over the Babylonian kingdom, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood from the scriptures 
according to the word of the Lord given to Jeremiah, the prophet, that the desolation of Jerusalem will last 70 years. So I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer and petitioning, in fasting and in sackcloth and ashes. I pray to the Lord my God and confess, Lord the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and keep his commandments. We have sinned and done wrong. We have been wicked and have rebelled. We have turned away from your commands and laws. We have not listened to your servants, the prophets who spoke in your name to our kings, our princes, and our ancestors, and to all the people of the land. Lord, you are righteous, but this day we are covered with shame. The people of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and all Israel, both near and far, in all the countries where you have scattered us because of our unfaithfulness to you. We and our kings, our princesses, and our ancestors are covered with shame. The Lord our God is merciful and forgiving. Even though we have rebelled against him, we have not obeyed the Lord our God or kept the laws he gave us through his servant, the prophet. All Israel has transgressed your laws and turned away, refusing to obey you. Therefore, the curses and sworn judgments written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, have been poured out on us because we have sinned against you. What a prayer. What a, a situation that Daniel found himself. I want to begin by drawing your attention to a very important thing that relates to prayer. We read from this passage that Daniel says, um, as he was searching the scriptures, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood this from the scriptures. He understood from the scriptures the situation of God's people and what God had said about his people. He was studying the book of Jeremiah and came to his understanding that God has specifically revealed that he was going to take the people of Israel um, to slavery for a number of years. And after that, he will bring them back. The beginning of every important and strong prayer is when we study and spend time with God and study his word. Because God's word reveals his mind. God's word reveals his will. God's word reveals his desire and his plans. God's word tells us about the present and the future. And that is what we see in the life of Jeremiah. Um, he studied the word and when he was studying the word, I mean Daniel, when he was studying the word, God revealed to him and reminded him about what he, God, was going to be doing um, in, uh, um, in relation to his people, Israel. I believe God has a plan for your life, for your present and for your future. And the only way you can get to know that is to spend time with him 
You want to seek to know him. You want to know the mind of Christ. You want to understand his will. You want to embrace that plan and allow God to use you for his purpose. The Bible is God's word through which he speaks to us. And if we want to pray effectively, go back and study the word of God. Be like Daniel. And when you study the word of God, God will give you a burden. God will reveal his plan. God will reveal his purpose. And through that, you can pray effectively. We need to go to his word to know his mind and his will and his plan for our lives. That is what Daniel did. Daniel studied the scriptures as a means of knowing and understanding the mind of God. Would you go back to the word of God, study it, try to understand what God is telling you, and that will prompt you to pray, that will prompt you to speak to God, that will prompt you to be willing to communicate effectively to God, that will even transform your prayer life. God always, in scripture, tells us that. He speaks to us. In fact, God makes the, he takes the initiative to always establish a relationship with his children. He makes the first move, as you may want to call it. He always takes the step of wanting to get close to us um, before we even make any, any attempts of getting close to him. That is why Daniel believed that he had to go to God. And when God spoke to him and revealed his will to him, then he began to communicate with God and try to seek and pour out his heart and his burdens to God. God will always initiate that relationship with you. No matter how we have rebelled and turned away from him. If we will open up to him, he will always initiate that uh, um, relationship because the Bible has revealed to us that he loved us even before we love him. First John chapter 4 and verse 19. We love because he first did what? He first loved us. That is the God we serve. He's not like man who will always, when we offend him, he's waiting for us to come. God always initiates. He takes the step. He, he, he comes to us. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians, whilst we were yet sinners, God loved us. When we did not deserve grace, he gave us grace. When we did not deserve him to, to show us mercy, he showed us mercy. Mark chapter 10 verse 45 says, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. He showed us. He served as an example for us to follow. He served as an example for us to live by in order to be like him. Let me remind you, brethren, remember this, that prayer starts with listening or reading the word of God. Let God speak to you from his word. The word of God will be your guide. It will be your strength. It will be your source of prayer where you can draw from God. Proverbs chapter 19, 119 verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet 
and a light unto my path. That is what God will do. Daniel sought God, but he studied the scriptures. Are you studying the scriptures? Have you lost your passion, your desire for knowing more about God in his word? Have you given up even your daily time with God? Remember what God's word says. His word will be a light to you. His word will be a lamp to you. If you let that word of God that brings life to continue to guide you, you will never be the same. Take note of this. Effective prayer is based on knowing the mind and will of God in his word. John 15 and 7 says this very clearly. Effective prayer starts with staying connected with God. Effective communication with God will change your prayer life. It will transform how you communicate with God. It will increase your passion for even communicating with God. So we are looking at how we can pray during challenging times or during the times of crisis. How can you and I pray? How can we pray when the difficult times, when we get uh, get to that stage where we feel like quitting and giving up, when we are frustrated, even about sin, how can we pray? Daniel began to pray, to teach us how to pray during the time of crisis. Number one, by seeking and, and, and studying the word of God. The second thing that Daniel did to teach us about praying during times of crisis is how he sought the Lord during the challenging and difficult time. During the times of crisis, Daniel teaches how, how to seek the Lord during crisis. If you do that, you will find that it will touch you about how you pray. Focus your attention on God during the time of crisis. And that will transform your prayer. Daniel turned his face to the Lord during prayer. As Daniel chapter 9 verse 3 tells us, Then I turned my face to the Lord God, seeking him by prayer and pleads for mercy with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. What did Daniel do? He sought the Lord. He demonstrates something to us that God wants us to know that he's paying attention to our prayer. It's as if Daniel was looking somewhere else and all of a sudden he turns and, and faces God and draws his father's attention and says, Father, this is the situation that I find myself. And begins to pour out not just how he felt, but he was pouring out also how um, God, he wanted God to review or view the people of Israel and their situation. Seeking the Lord is mentioned all over scriptures and the importance of it. Look at Amos chapter 5 and verse 4. It says, seek me and you will find me. Daniel sought God. And God answered his prayer. When you seek God, as Amos tells us, God says that if you seek him, he will, he will be there. He will come to your aid. He will listen to your prayer. He will answer your prayer and he will resolve your issue for you. Are you seeking God? Are you turning to God 
with your with your with your uh, situation brethren especially living in in a developed country when you know that everything seems to be available for you and at your at your disposal you tend to not want to see god we tend to not want to see god we depend on ourselves rather rather than depending on god proverbs 8 17 says i love those who love me and those who seek me diligently will find me are you seeking god and if you are seeking him it's your seeking of god with all that is within you he says if you seek him diligently that is if you seek him with all seriousness if you seek him with every passion that you have god says you will find him sometimes we are very lukewarm in the way that we seek god we seek god because others are seeking him but god wants you to seek him from the way the passion that you have and the way that you desire him uh, to meet your need Jeremiah 29 and verse 16 says you will find me when you seek me with all your heart how are you seeking God it's unfortunate that God blesses us in many ways and for most of us the more blessings we get from God we rather turn away from him instead of God's word bringing us close to him it's uh, we are rather turning away from him because we have gotten what we wanted from him we ask him for things he gives to us instead of us being drawn to him we turn away from him hebrews 11 and verse 6 and without faith it is impossible to place him for whoever will draw near to god must believe that he exists and that know the last part of it he rewards those who seek him god is a rewarder of everyone who will seek him are you really seeking god and do you want god to reward you the only way that you can be rewarded by god is when you seek him with all your heart don't leave everything anything out when it comes to you seeking god and matthew 6 33 seek first god's kingdom and his righteousness and he says he will add everything else to you how are you seeking god are you putting yourself first or you are putting god first don't seek anything in life better than how you see god brethren if you do that trust me he will be there for you hosea chapter 5 verse 15 i love that I will turn again to my place until they acknowledge their guilt and seek my face and in their distress earnestly seek me. God says that. He will turn to us, but he will always be turned away from us unless we come to that point of seeking him and asking him for what we want God to do. Yes, you will ask, say that, well, God knows already what I'm going to be praying for. Yeah, he does know that. But he has also said that he's given you that responsibility to trust and have faith in him and seek him and he will answer your prayer. So my question to you is, are you seeking God? Are you asking him, calling upon him? He says, because we have not sought him, he does not answer. Because we have not sought him, 
he is not answering. So today, instead of you brooding over that situation you have or you find yourself, can I ask you, just take time and go and talk to God about it. Let him have it. Let him take control of that situation and he will answer and he will respond. I want to ask you a couple of questions. What do we need? What do you need God to, to, to heal in your life? What do you need God to do in your life that you haven't brought that to him? And, and is it uh, possible that maybe the pain that you and I are going through is all because we have not turned to God like Hosea has said and brought that need to him. That because we have not cried and, and, and opened up to God about it. If you want to pray in crisis, the third thing, and the third, uh, uh, thing you can do and, and the third way you can handle praying during challenging times is express your desires to God with every emotion that you have. God is a God of emotion. And God reacts to, to how genuine our emotions accompany our prayer. Daniel 9.3 tells us, So I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer and petition and in fasting and sackcloth and ashes. Daniel expressed his emotions to God in his prayers. He pleaded with God. To plead with God means making a heartfelt appeal to him. You are pouring every, every burden you have on him. Making a passionate, it means making a passionate request to God. Sometimes, excuse me to say, our prayer lives are boring. I have had some friends uh, tell me here in, in, uh, in, in Canada, they like to see how we Africans pray. You know, sometimes it can be hypocritic, but we want to pray with passion because we want to pray also with emotion because we believe that our God is a God of emotion. Why do we have to express um, our emotions to God? Why is it that important to express that? Because God is a God of emotion. He is jealous, the Bible says, about us sharing his glory with any, in any, any other um, uh, being. He's a God of emotion, and jealousy is a demonstration of emotion. God cares about the emotion that accompanies your prayers. He gets frustrated, and, and he gets sad. Those are all emotions. Jesus cried because of our sins. That is showing how, how, how he felt. He dying on the cross um, was an emotional scene that he demonstrated, and God has deep feeling for you and me. So when we express to God our emotion like Daniel did, he hears us. When Daniel read the scriptures and saw how the people of Israel were supposed to live uh, in, uh, under slavery, he goes back to God and he expressed this 
not just expressing it, but he did things that he was going supposed to do to let God know how serious he was about what he was talking to him about. The fourth thing you prayer you can pray, or the fourth way you can pray during times of crisis and challenges time, and when is when you demonstrate your seriousness in prayer. How did Daniel do that? How did Daniel demonstrate to God that he was serious? Daniel 9 verse 3 and the second part of verse 3 is what I want you to focus on. So I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer and petition, fasting and in sackcloth and in ashes. He demonstrated um, uh, the seriousness by taking time off from every other pleasure and talking to God in prayer. He fasted. He denied himself. That is what fasting is all about. He denied himself of any pleasure that he was going to be enjoying. He denied himself of food. He denied himself of anything that could take his attention away from God. Then I fasted and, and dressed in, in tattered clothes to show the seriousness of his prayer to God. Remember this, men and women throughout scripture have proven to us that when times of crisis come, we can pray and, and fast and God will hear us. Moses uh, uh, fasted before he received the Ten Commandments. He cried to God in, in Deuteronomy chapter, chapter 9. David fasted to mourn for the death of his children. In 2 Samuel chapter 12, Elijah fasted when escaping from Jezebel. In 1 Kings chapter 19, Ezra fasted when mourning over the sins of Israel. Ezra chapter 10. And Jesus fasted in Matthew chapter 4. You know, to obtain strength from his father and, 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 and overcome the temptations and the trial that he was in. So I want to look at an important aspect of um, why we fast in our next uh, uh, sermon and also to look at other aspects of how we can pray um, during crisis. But the fasting that we do is so important. Why should we fast? Christians, especially in this part of the world, in Canada and and um, and the developed world, fasting is something that we dread. I remember calling for a fast um, some a time ago, and people in my church, uh, some people in my church were uh, uh, so scared about it, and they had to go to their doctors for permission in order to be able to spend time with God. Fasting is important, and I want to spend some more time to look at this part of it in relation to Daniel and how he fasted so that we can be able to grow together and understand the importance of fasting so that we can see God effectively and walk with him the way that He God wants us to. Now, before I bring this message to a close, I want to remind you of a few things. If you want your prayer to be effective, begin by by spending time with the Word of God. When you spend time with the Word of God, God will reveal His will and His plan for you. He will give you a burden for what He wants to do. Seek God um, um, in, in your prayer. When you seek God in your prayer, God 
will will answer you take demonstrate and show every emotion it's okay to cry when you pray and show some seriousness in your prayer life show god that you are serious about it by beginning to set aside certain pleasures that you have been enjoying let god have that fullness of your time so i'm going to look at the the the, 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 the importance of fasting when we pray in our next sermon and as we bring these uh, studies from the book of Daniel uh, to a close, how is your prayer life? How are you showing God that you are serious in what you are talking to him about? Do you even seek God? Have you gone, uh, become cold in your communication with God? I pray that you will learn from Daniel and understand that God is ready to listen to you. He's ready to hear you when you cry. He's ready to embrace and accept your cry to him. And God, being an emotional God, is also wanting to respond to your emotions. Just remember that. Whatever situation you find yourself, that situation is not bigger than what God can do. All that you need to do is to trust him in all things and he will answer your prayers and he will solve the very challenging uh, crisis that you are in he's uh, the creator of the heavens and the earth remember that he has you in his hand he has his world in his hand and what whenever we we call upon him he hears that he says what call upon me in the days of trouble and i will answer uh, you he says what call me during the times of your crisis when you call me if you seek me with all your heart i god will answer you are you seeking god in this way his arms are open and he is very ready to hear you. Today, I implore you to see God, to understand that when you are praying during the times of crisis, God is willing to hear you. But begin by, by, by just going to his word. Spend a little bit of, 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 of your time with God every day and seek his face and he will hear you. May God bless you. May God make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you, now and forevermore. I look forward to sharing with you again. This next sermon is going to be something that you will need to hear. You will need to listen. You will need to be able to embrace and, and hold on to. You need to be able to learn a lesson that will help you to grow in your walk with God. Because let me tell you, if there's anything that the enemy will fight, he'll fight hard to make you not be the person that God wants you to be. He will fight hard to make sure that he takes your mind away from uh, uh, prayer and, and, and seeking God during the time of crisis. Because if he can overcome your prayer uh, and your desire for the study of the word of God, the devil knows that he can overcome you in everything. So let's come back to God, and He will hear us. God bless you. Please visit us at our website and um, uh, share your, your, your prayer request with us. Visit us and, and also support us through giving. You can visit our website at Glorious Hope Community Church, G-H-E-C-H.ca, um, and then you will be able to uh, click on a Tidly app and, and, and give to support God's way. 
God bless you and we look forward to meeting you again. Amen. Amen.